Welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. And if you're new to the show, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Lisa Watson, and I will be joined by my co-hosts, Nicole Frolick and Brian Koenigberg. The Enlighten Up podcast is a weekly show that provides an unconventional and refreshing spin on spirituality, where three friends and weekly guests share informative, fun, and usually off-the-wall conversations. And unlike others, we provide fringe and skeptical viewpoints on all topics, because it's been our experience that the echo chamber is a pretty boring place from which to learn. So regardless of where you are in your spiritual journey, we can promise you, you'll find a place to fit in here. So we invite you to sit down, grab a drink, and listen in on our casual, entertaining, and hopefully enlightening conversation. And if you're interested in supporting our podcast and helping us to be able to continue to produce, enhance, and expand the show for our audience, then please send your support to our PayPal account at info at or go to our website, enlightenup.us, and check out our merchandise shop, where you can purchase merchandise that will allow you to express your spiritual humor. All profits go towards the show. Thank you again so much for listening and supporting us. And now let's jump right into the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Enlighten Up. I am here with Lisa and Brian, and today we have Jessica Alstrom back on the show. If you missed episode 55, you're going to definitely want to go back and listen to it because she talked about how to manifest using the orgasm, and that was a very fun episode. Jessica is known as the alchemist. She teaches and mentors all over the world as a quantum life coach, medical intuitive, spiritual translator, and quantum sound healer. Her teachings are used worldwide to help heal trauma and PTSD and to awaken unlimited human potential. She's bridging spiritual development with science and ancient medicine to create a complete self-realization platform for students all over the world. And you are definitely going all over the world. Jessica, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I am awesome. I'm so excited to be here with you guys again. We're excited to have you. Yeah. You've been, you've been busy. I have. We really have been busy. This has been a crazy year, but I think everybody's kind of having a crazy ass year. You know, it's like things are changing fast. So we're just riding the wave, really. So what is the program that you're teaching right now? Because you you were just telling us that you were in Thailand last. Yeah, basically what I've done is um, in 2014, I opened three wellness centers uh, called Transcendence. And the, the, the idea behind the, tr- the wellness centers was really about teaching the art of self-healing through all different modalities, you know, hands-on touch, um, intuitive connection, emotional repair, regression, past life, soul retrieval, you name it. We did it at our wellness centers. And we, we started in Kansas City of all places in the United States where the Bible Belt is, and we blew up. Uh, we really had different practitioners from all over the world coming in and acting as this kind of global force of light. Um, and what I realized in doing that after a couple of years is first, I was really burnt out. And second of all, I was like, you know what, instead of us being all practitioners working 70 hours a week to heal this planet, what if we taught this? What if we taught people how to utilize their own energy fields their own magic, their own healing abilities, their own mind, their own potential, their own brain power. And I really set out on a course to create a kind of 
intuitive school. And I really wanted to create freedom of space, not just be locked in in you know, the United States, but really kind of branch out. So we developed a, an online academy, Transcendence International Consciousness Academy, and we went live virtually. Um, and we are technically right now in 106 countries. We do wow. certification, yeah. training, and um and all different kinds of classes and workshops and certifications and self-realization, you know, work to branch that idea of spirituality and science to not only create maybe a career for someone, but the healing that they can't get in the Western world or they can't get at, you know, your local practitioner that, you know, that one Reiki session a week or whatever they're getting. So they're really learning how to take full responsibility of the vessel of the body, the mind, the soul and, and really show up in life. Um, and as that has just been amazingly successful, I really wanted to travel around the world and teach uh, a really fast, sophisticated way of elevating consciousness and frequency using all different types of technology. Um, this is kind of the age of technology and it's about embracing all aspects of frequency and vibration. So we decided to go on tour to all of these different locations that we uh, are teaching in and do what was called a quantum revolution tour. And this quantum revolution tour that we're doing is a three-day intensified activation that is about learning how to access more of your brain to um, utilize uh different information in a different way than we're used to. Humans use about 10% of their brain and most of it is about thinking in the past and worrying about the future. Mm. So we teach them how to alter their brain waves, uh, manipulate their own hormones so that they can move into a state of ecstasy without any sort of the traditional, you know, ayahuasca journey or any of these things. They can do that really with thought, focus, and breath. So we teach an accelerated breath program to help release DMT in the lungs to move them into an altered state. So basically what we're doing in three days is we are raising consciousness from unconscious to conscious to superconscious. And we're kind of doing it with a, a party because we believe that we're here to celebrate our divinity, not search for it. So we are celebrating divinity with kind of... Um, house and trance and hip hop and and reggae and all different kinds of influential music that we all listen to and bring the kind of shaman aspect of sound into the healing and make it a three-day party. So eventually it'll turn into a worldwide festival, but right now we're just getting our feet wet and we're going on tour with several different healers, teachers and trainers and musicians. Um, it's all done with a DJ and we use um, different kinds of light frequencies in the music, in the sound and in the program. So, so far we uh, got started in 2018. We started and kicked off in Miami. It was five star all the way uh, with, you know, the, the finest organic foods on the planet, uh, decked out gold balls. You know, we did what was called the superhero ball to kind of celebrate the inner superhero within ourselves. We parted all through the night and we basically elevated and raised our consciousness. And then we took our program to Thailand and we were able to be at this beautiful resort called Phuket Cleanse. Um, and we stayed there for a couple of weeks and we taught them the art of manifestation. And we did that for a couple of weeks 
And now we are heading to Vegas because, you know, hello, Vegas. It's the center root <laughs> of what we call the gold digger. And everyone goes there to search for the quick fix and the fast forward and understanding what an alchemist is. An, al an alchemist is the professional gold digger. So we're going to be in Vegas. It's going to be a huge event. Um, and then after Vegas, we'll be in Australia and that will wrap up our 2019. How exciting. Wow. Yeah, that sounds all amazing. I'm so curious. So the breathing that you're doing releases DMT into the system, which assists in what people um, have all their visions and uh, all of that. That's really cool. And it sounds so really kind of in the empowerment vibe, you know, like really empowering and really uplifting for so many people. And I love how you incorporate modern uh, music, but also bring in all the different light frequencies. That sounds really cool. It's so fun. We're bringing in all different aspects of, uh, you know, higher frequencies. So we have, if you guys are familiar with Nikola Tesla's work, we actually have what's called a uh, miracle device, and it is six coils of this copper frequency that bind together to create what's called scalar energy. And scalar energy is basically the energy of the world that moves through time and space and matter to basically create and, and, and correct flow. So we use a lot of understanding of martial arts on our tour about force versus flow and allowing and alignment. And, and what that allows us to do is raise the brain waves. And I'll, I'll talk to you guys a little bit about brain waves because really understanding your superhuman powers is to understand your brain waves. You know, most of us live in kind of a beta, beta brain wave. And that is kind of our stress, our defense brain our go, 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 our busy brain, our thought, our analytical brain, our, you know, show up brain. And there's not a lot of magic in that brainwave because we're just kind of existing. We're in that kind of survival, you know, get your day done. And you might have a couple of um, moments of meditation or yoga where you feel expanded, but pretty much your day is just kind of existing. And that doesn't really get us anywhere in our own evolution. So what we teach is to kind of manipulate brainwaves in different aspects. And, and we know that alpha is a, a learning brainwave. So a lot of times when I'm doing an interview or coaching session, the person is in alpha because they're downloading. That's kind of your downloading brain. And then theta, theta is an altered state of awareness, which is your imagination brain or your travel brain or your lucid brain. And in this brain wave, your body is able to kind of go multi-dimensions. Um, and then there's a super conscious brain wave called gamma. And gamma isn't really talked a lot about yet in the spiritual community, but you're going to hear a lot about it, especially in the years to come, because this is your super conscious brain. This is the brain wave that you really know everything. And there is no necessarily need for choice because all there is is just truth. And this is where when you're really, really in a high, high state of ecstasy or intense passion and flow, this is where your brainwave is. And what we're, what we're working to do is teach people how to live there more frequently. Now, the reason why drugs are so popular on this planet is because drugs usually are the only thing that can get us into that altered state where we can feel the universe itself and we can feel as big as the universe or connected to all there is. And we, we seek out that ecstasy based feeling, but 
what we don't understand is that I can literally just summons that brainwave and I can create a state of being in my body. I can breathe myself into an altered state and I have now become that aspect of myself. And in that, in that space, that's where all intuition lives. That's where all psychic abilities are. That's where, that's, that's where you can see and feel and, and know that, you know, this is that this little tiny place we call earth is not all there is. Um, and it's really actually so simple to be able to get into that brainwave. And once you get there, it's just like a muscle, you practice it and you practice it and you practice it. And then it becomes kind of just a unconscious subconscious way of being throughout the day. And you start to replace your old primal brainwaves with higher conscious states. And that's really what I've done to, you know, um, become a medical intuitive, become a psychic, become a medium, become all of these different, you know, what they would consider gifted, um, gifted traits of a psychic healer is really just me as a scientist learning how to, to alter my own brainwaves so that I can see like different levels of consciousness. So it's, it's kind of like a radio station. Like I just tune into a different radio station using a different brainwave and then I can connect with whatever's going on in those frequencies. So it's much simpler than, than anybody actually knows. And that's why we can do this in three days on our tour. So how many different brainwaves are there? You mentioned alpha, beta, theta, gamma. Those are the most traditional ones. I mean, those are the ones the human body is running all the time, minus the gamma. Gamma is usually an altered state that we don't live in very often. And is that but, the one you're trying to get to as gamma? Yes, that is the one that we will be moving as our evolution starts to move forward. We will all begin to live in more alpha and theta and gamma versus beta, like a high beta, which is fight or flight and alpha. And then like children live in theta the first seven years of their life. So that's why they're really good with their imaginations. They're really good at, you know, um, moving in and out of consciousness. It's very much like a sponge type of brainwave. And so theta is where the child spends the first seven years. That's why that's where the, all the programs are mostly downloaded. Um, and that's why they're usually in a state of imagination. But we are taught to kind of like push that brainwave away because it, it's not useful. You know, it doesn't pay the bills. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't help you show up in traffic. So we kind of just out of survival as humans, we kind of push those higher conscious brains away because it's not effective in the logical world. Well, I guess it's just not effective because the world's been designed that way. But I feel like the people are starting to shift away from that kind of world so that it could be effective. Oh, it will be. Absolutely. That's where we're headed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the more people that are aware of this and the more people that realize that they don't have to go, you know, on a, a mountain in Peru and do ayahuasca with a shaman, they can, you know, sit on their living room floor and reach this state of consciousness is 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 to me it's the greatest healing in the world because then i don't need anything outside of myself i don't need money or uh, a shaman or anything to get really deep and connected with the truth of who i am it's interesting that you brought up the children because we were just on our waves of light cruise um last weekend and i was talking to a lot of different people who came to our conference and there were quite a few people who had homeschooled their children and one of the reasons, one of the major reasons why people were homeschooling their children was for the very reason that school 
teaches our kids to lose that theta programming or not programming, but lose that um, theta brainwave and push you into the lower ones. And so I just thought that's really interesting. Lisa, when you were um, like uh, homeschooling Alex and Tony, did you notice a lot more freedom of thinking through them versus like what you remembered in school? Absolutely. And just compared to the kids that they were exposed to or hanging around, you know, the little friends that they would meet, they, they're, I don't know, it just seemed like they were so much more open-minded as well as I guess that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing that I noticed about my kids is that they Absolutely. were, and they never went to school, you know, well, not until high school, they went later in high school, but when they were kids, they, little kids, they never went. So they never had the chance to <laughs> smash down. They programmed, right. <laughs> and, and they're, and they're very outside the box thinkers today because of that. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very mature, I think, and, and grounded mm-hmm. more so than most most people their age. Absolutely. So Jessica, we just had this total lunar eclipse um, on the weekend. What were you, okay, first uh, two questions. One, what did you experience during the lunar eclipse and what sort of information did you receive coming through as what, what kind of came through for the collective? You know, I, I have a tendency to experience what the collective experiences uh, several weeks prior um, and I don't know if it's because I just have a contract to be a channel and a, you know, a teacher because I usually will go on live. But what I what what I know about this lunar eclipse, and I've been teaching a lot about this publicly, is that we just finished a really powerful seven year cycle in the universe, and these seven year cycles are designed to, um, to create evolution. So you have an individual seven year cycle. The universe has a seven year cycle. And I'll post the information afterwards so that you guys can check it out. So that what I'm talking about, but in each seven, each, each year of these seven year cycles, we reach a different level of understanding ourselves and mastering ourselves. And so the first, the first year of a seven year cycle is always the year of awareness. And so we just finished a seven year cycle of mastery, which was all based in kind of clearing the old karmic energy off of the planet, clearing the old stories, the old timelines, the old stuff. And this new seven-year cycle is about awareness. And to me, what awareness is, it's about it's about accessing more light and more information and obviously being more aware of what already is. And unfortunately this year, so this is unfortunate and fortunate. I guess it depends on where you are consciously. Everything that's going to happen this year is, is completely in s- divine synchronicities to basically destroying false truths on the planet. That's where we're heading. This seven years is going to be basically the unmasking of mankind. It is going to be the unmasking of untruth. We're going to see a lot of systems break down. We're going to see uh, a lot of old... um, a little old slavery programs move and, and what I call the matrix and the matrix is designed, which I call collective consciousness is it's designed that the house always wins. It's like Vegas, you know, it's like you think you're going really well and then the rug gets pulled out from under you or you lose everything. And the system is really designed 
for you to be a slave but not know you're a slave so that you keep working really hard forward. And that story is really going to come to light in these next seven years. And if that story has to come to light on our planet, then it also has to come to light inside of ourselves. So what this lunar eclipse was about was, was about pulling old darkness or old shadow or old bullshit or old, you know, lies and secrets right out of you. And that's what's going to happen on the planet. So that's what's going to happen to us because we are the micro of the macro. And it's going to be very exciting as people who are on their consciousness journey because everything that we've we've thought is true about the planet and existence and evolution and the ascension, we will technically get to see with our eyes and ears this year, things that we've been hoping to see. But on the flip side of that in duality, we also have to experience the shedding of, you know, old traumas and old pains and old stories and, and, and old stuff that is in our own energy fields that is dense and it no longer serves us as we begin to lighten up technically. So this lunar eclipse was really about, this pull and it's going to act, it's going to, it's, it's getting you ready for this retrograde. And this lunar eclipse was like the first dip in the toes of the water of this retrograde that's coming in March. And this retrograde in March will be fierce. It is going to unmask so many things in your life and so many things on this planet. And it's going to help basically turn the lights on. And sometimes, I mean, if you've ever had like one of those rooms in your house that's like a clutter room that you just walk by and you avoid it and you avoid it or your garage. It's like basically someone's going to put you in that garage and turn on the light and you're going to be like, here I am. So to me as a teacher, I'm super excited about what's coming this year. But for those of the, those of the on the world that are still kind of in resistance or not ready to awaken or kind of still in judgment. Spiritually stubborn. Yes, it's it's going to be a rough year. It's going to be basically your pride is going to get smashed. Your ego identity is going to get slammed. You're going to have you're going to hit rock bottom and that that is because in rock bottom is when we actually become humble. And it's going to take humble beings that are really ready to be of service and be transparent because where we're going, we can't if we're not transparent then we're still full of shit no matter how much we know. And something I know about spirituality is there's something called a spiritual ego. And I see it all the time. And it is people who are highly, highly studied and trained. You know, they collect certifications. They're constantly reading a book or taking a workshop or doing ayahuasca. And their life is still crap. You know, it's like their relationships suck, their body's sick, they're broke, they're in judgment of money, they're in judge of people who aren't vegans, they're in judge of, in judgment of everybody that's not like them. And so to me, what a spiritual ego is, is you've just went from one box to your own perfect little spiritual box where now everybody who isn't living or operating like you is wrong. And I believe that in quantum theory, Everything is nothing but probabilities and possibilities. And so negatives equal shortcuts. So there is no judgment in the universe. There is only state of being. 
And so to me, anytime there's a box, there's separation and unconsciousness. So it's going to kind of rip into the spiritual community as well, because the love and light community has a tendency to be in judgment of the rest of the world. And that's really not what it means to be spiritual at all. Mm, I couldn't agree with you more. You, you mentioned uh, retrograde earlier. Can you help me understand what retrograde Yeah, I is? mean, from the fourth grade way of explaining it, because I will definitely you. tell you I am not an astrologer, but I do tap into astrology as it's kind of a roadmap. Um, to me, when a planet goes in retrograde, what it's doing is it's kind of spinning backwards. And what that does to electromagnetic energy is it, instead of pulls you forward, it pulls you backwards. And it's like a reboot or a repeat or a recycle. And so it allows us, because we're all programmed to go, 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 go. And going so fast in life, we miss out on the now moment. So there's three retrogrades a year, and three is going to be a really powerful number this year because this year is actually in numerology. It's a three year, and three is all about the triangle of body, mind, and soul coming into harmony. That's what this year is about. So what a retrograde does is it it's um, and it's going to be in Mercury, which is the the planet that kind of governs um, action. It's very masculine. Excuse me. I said communication. <laughs> yeah, communication. And it's kind of like that masculine energy. And it's going to really push you into your stuff so that it can really kind of be clear to you what is in the way of your abundance, your freedom, your creative abilities, your own intuitive gifts. And I love that because when a planet goes in retrograde, everybody gets freaked out because, you know, their technology crashes, because it does mess with electromagnetic energy. And, you know, the planet is is 70% water, just like the body. And so electromagnetic energy definitely causes a little bit of dehydration to go on, just like the lunar cycles do with our bodies. That's why we, we tend to be more hyper and more sensitive and more angry during the full moons, because we are 70% water and it changes the tide. So it really kind of brings out the darkness inside of us at times. Uh, but to me, what it is, is it's a shortcut. So if I have something going on in me and I'm unconscious and I don't see it, then I may spend another five years in that. But if something slaps me awake or a retrograde happens and you know all my stuff comes out on the table so that I can see it, at least then I can work through it. So that's what the retrogrades are designed to do as far as evolutionary for the species. But what's technically happening is kind of the planet is going in a different rotation to change the electromagnetic energy. I, I never had thought about before the, the moon's effect on my body because we're water. And you're the second person to mention that within a week. We had this great guest on the podcast we did on the cruise, Jason, I forget his last name, Layton. but Jason Layton, and he mentioned it. And I, and I, it's, it's such an interesting idea that this full moon being close is pulling on us mm -hmm. and we're water. I mean, it's, it's fascinating. It is. You know what we, you know what we call that in our world, Brian? What's up? A synchronicity. <laughs> mm. For sure. It's, it's pronounced coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I think astrology oh is piquing Brian's interest. You know, I never, I'll tell you the truth. Like I, I, I always loved my journey with quantum theory because 
I never got into like tarot cards and crystals and, and like the wooey stuff because, you know, I wanted to see if, if I could figure out all of this spiritual dimensional stuff through scientific proof, because to me it was like, I don't need a security blanket of a crystal if I technically am a crystal, you know? And, and as I was going through my journey um, and I kept, I just kept bumping into astrology. I kept bumping into numerology. I kept bumping into, you know, crystalline and frequency based energies. And, and I was like, okay, let me see what they have to say. And, and I realized that, from a teachings perspective, the more examples of, of things that you can bring to the table and more like connections you can make for people, the more that they will begin to believe in themselves. So it's almost like if when you read your really true astrology report that has your rising sign and your moon sign, I mean, it's, I mean, it's freakishly dead on. It's freakishly dead on. You know, it's like when I had my charts done a couple of years ago, it was the first time I had my charts done. She was like, oh, like you're supposed to be a spiritual teacher. Like, and I'm like, well, I'm really glad I didn't know that five years ago because I would have laughed in your face. You know what I mean? But it's freakishly mm-hmm. accurate. And then when you look at numerology and you study that a little bit, to me, it's it's almost like um, it's just identifying with how the universe is all constructed and all in unity and how it really, there really is rhythm and there really is flow and there really is connection between everything. And I think that's, I teach a little bit about those things, not because I'm an astrologer and I only use astrology, but I like it when everything matches up and when the numerology and the science and, and the um, astrology and the planetary alignments of what NASA is bringing in and hardcore scientific evidence, when they all match up, that is to me, you know, something that I feel good about teaching because then it's like nobody can contradict truth. I was just thinking while you were saying all that, that, you know, it's so important to have multiple examples for people because depending on the person, you don't know how they're going to connect with it. And one person can, can connect with the information if it's portrayed in one way and someone else may connect with it in a completely different way because we're all, uh, we all learn differently. And so I think it's so important, like what you said, to have all of those different uh, ways to, I guess, produce the information uh, from a scientific point of view, but using all these different avenues of how you, whether it's astrology, whether it's frequency, um, whatever it is, numerology, so that whoever you're speaking to is able to pick up on at least one way of it being presented. Exactly. And, and, you know, being a teacher is all about, you know, figuring out how to speak people's languages. And, you know, not everybody speaks frequency vibration, you know, not everybody speaks brainwaves, not everybody speaks, but I could, you know, I can, you know, speak to anybody about universal truth in any religion, because in every religion, there's always an absolute truth. And the stories, if you look below the story of the person who wrote the story and the actual story. I mean, even, even if we read the Bible, it would, it would be discussing exactly what was happening in this time and space right now in 2019. It's like, there's a death and a rebirth. There's, there's cycles. There's, you know, it's, it's all about this resurrection energy. And it's like, we can even go there and we can, we can speak to Christians and we can speak to Catholics and we can speak to Buddhists and, and, 
And all throughout the world, whether we're speaking religion or we're speaking science or we're speaking astrology or we're speaking vibration or quantum energy, it's like it literally is all the exact same truth. And that to me is is allows me to be a confident teacher because I know that as a as a scientist, I have literally researched every different dynamic to find one absolute truth. You you have a pretty um, aware audience, like your the people who are coming to your courses and traveling to see you and take part in these three day courses that you're doing. They're pretty uh, open minded and aware for the most part. Um, what is it that you're? Is there like a common theme or um, awareness that m- people are really coming into uh, when they're? coming to your courses, is there something that is kind of uh, coming up to the surface in everyone that's similar across the board, like popping up more frequently? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, especially now, um, what I would say that most of my new followers, especially in the last like maybe six or eight months, they they tell me the exact same thing. They said, the law of attraction has not worked for me. Um, you know, I've studied everything spiritual on the planet. I have taken all the courses. I have 16 different certifications and I'm still sick and broke. And I listened to two of your podcasts and my life changed. And I said, so what is it that I'm doing? And they said, you're connecting the dots. You're bringing all of these different modalities into one understanding and you're bringing, you're bringing, uh, psychology and early childhood development and the darker parts of ourselves into the spiritual journey to help it make sense why we're not getting what we want when we study all of this law of attraction stuff. So I'm I'm really known for my seven steps of manifestation because um, as a scientist, I perfected manifestation before I started teaching it. And so there's a lot of things in my manifestation course that are not ever going to, you're never going to see in a law of attraction book because in a law of attraction book, it's like, see it and feel it and believe it. And that's bullshit because really, do you even know who you are or do you really know what you believe in past the conscious point? Like, what is your subconscious mind believe in? What is your unconscious mind believe in? So it's like we have to go into the darker places of our own consciousness to realize what is vibrating below the surface that is having a magnetic effect on our reality? And why do we keep recycling patterns? And why do we keep running into narcissists? And why do we keep losing our time and our money? And we're working so hard. And it's like, that's what really people come to me is when they are so tired of the spiritual journey that they land somehow on my YouTube channel. And I would say before a year, they came to me because they had a fascination in epigenetics or they had a fascination in, in quantum mechanics or parallel realities or, you know, um, law of attraction or twin flames. And that's kind of how they would find me. And then they like binge watch me for like 12 hours and then they, you know, contact us and then they join with us. So really what I find is the people that are, that are sick and tired of the journey is who once they find me, everything just clicks into place and everything that they've been trying to create begins to manifest because they just needed to connect the dots differently and fill in some of the holes and clean up some of the shadows. 
You're absolutely right. That's a big thing about the subconscious because I realize so many people, if you're not taking the time to go within and pay attention to that voice in the back that's really quiet, but you'd only hear when you take the time to listen, it's completely sabotaging all of your conscious work. And if you're not aware of it, then you you will end up in that kind of law of attraction, typical mentality of like you're, you think you're doing all the right things, but nothing's coming forth. And it's because you're not paying attention to the subconscious programming yep. that is completely sabotaging everything. I mean, Lisa, so I don't think you know this, Jessica, so I'm going to tell you. But I mentioned on one of my YouTube videos a while back that I love listening to your stuff. And sometimes because we all go there. We all go into these deeper holes where we kind of feel like we're lost and we just where you may feel like you 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 get it and you know it and you feel empowered. And then you kind of fall into this dark hole and you realize, shit, I, I don't think I know anything. And why am I feeling this way? I created like a playlist called like my breadcrumb playlist, which kind of it's like the reminders that I, I've always known. But you kind of forget when you go into the darker play, uh, places and so many of your things are on my breadcrumb list to take me back to where I know. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, is the subconscious mind can, it actually is responsible for 95% of our, our point of attraction. So most of us don't really know what is in our subconscious mind because we live in a state of avoidance of it. It is the mask underneath the mask that we really don't want to deal with. You know, it's the avoidance, it's the excuses, it's the lack. And we don't realize that 95% of our magnetic strength is coming from the subconscious. So when we try to create consciously, it's like these bittersweet manifestations of you, you know, you get what you want, but it's laced with something you don't want. You know, it's like you get the job you want and then you have the coworker from hell. You know, it's always like something that's like you get it, but it's not really what you want. It's like laced with a, with, you know, a loop from the past. You know, it's like you meet the guy of your dreams and he's perfect on paper. And, you know, all of a sudden you guys start living together and he's, you know, he's just like your, he's just like your mom. He's just like your dad. And you're like, how did this happen? Because we just recreate patterns that are in resistance or being ignored um, kind of like, um, it's kind of like you have a playlist constantly playing in your hard drive of all the things that have ever happened to you in your entire life and all of the things that you've witnessed and all of the things that you've hidden and all of the things that you've desired. And this playlist is just playing constantly and it's playing a vibration and the universe is a vibration. So it's matching that like a tuning fork and then it keeps showing up. So it's like, you outrun your life, like you you know, you run away from your life, you change your boyfriend, you change your house, you change your clothes, you change your weight. And then, you know, three months later, you find out that you don't feel different, that you're manifesting the same stories. And really what I do a lot of heavily this last year is teaching how to biohack the system to basically um, delete those programs so they're not running on a loop because you cannot take enough physical action in reality to break down a vibrational loop in your in your playlist. Like you have to do it through an energy sequence. You can't do it through physical action, if that makes sense. So when you were talking about the full moon, this recent full moon and how it's going to bring everything to light that, you know, maybe we've been hiding under the surface 
is are some of these subconscious things you know that 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 people aren't aware of are those two going like is that kind of what you're talking about like those mm-hmm. are going to come to the surface yep, yep. like this the the shift that you've been trying to hide from you yourself you got it is, okay it's like Makes i love sense. that saying the truth will set you free but first it'll piss you off you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's really uh, about okay, so- helping us yes so you talked about breaking like these um these loops, these patterns. I've recently found out that I have got caught up in a particular program timeline loop over lifetimes. Mm-hmm. You just mentioned that you can't break it through action and it has to be frequency. Can you elaborate on that more? Absolutely. So if I was going to explain frequency and vibration, the, the best way that I can explain that is that there's two dominant frequencies that we use to create manifestation. And then that is the masculine energy and the feminine energy. And the feminine energy is your visionary. It's the vision energy. It's the imagination energy. It is the creative flow of the universe. So it is the divine feminine that is the vision and the dream and the imagination. And the divine masculine frequency is the action. So if you think about whenever you're creating something, first you develop a vision and you develop a plan and you develop a goal and then you set your intentions and you start to build that energy just like a mother begins to build a baby. And, you know, it's like the action phase in order for that baby to be birthed, there has to be physical action, right? Because this is masculine and feminine energy that we talked about last time I was on the show is the divine orgasmic spark of creation. So, but you also have your brain, half of your brain is feminine, half of your brain is masculine and the two of them working together creates reality. So you're using vision and action, vision and action to create. But what happens is we become dominant in one or the other. You know, we become the imagineer with no action, no follow through. Or we become the action-based problem solver. And then we notice that we are running 24 hours a day, but we're really just recreating the past. So what we have to do is we have to go back into where the blueprint or foundation of the program was created. We have to go into the foundation. So if 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 your house is all busted, you don't paint the walls and get new drapes to fix the house. You have to go into the foundation. And so you, you don't use physical action because physical action or movement is form and form is solid. So if we were going to look at this dynamic as ice and water and steam, we would look at ice as something that has already manifested, right? So I can't fix, I can't turn this ice cube into something else unless I turn it into water. It needs to be malleable. So I need to go back to its original particle-based at atomic structure before it took form. So if I'm going to recreate a pattern, I I can't do that in physical action. I can't go and date one more guy to break that pattern. I can't go get a new house. I can't go get a new job because I'm still action-based in the loop. I have to go back to the foundation of the blueprint of where it was actually created. And I actually have to change the program. Otherwise, it's just going to default. And I'm not even going to know that I'm remanifesting because my conscious mind thinks I'm a new person. Does that make sense? Totally. Okay. So you got to go back into the divine feminine to birth a new idea. So 
if I want, you know, a new idea, I've got to go back to the blueprint, back to the foundation. And that is energy because everything is first energy and then it manifests into form. So I turn everything back into water because water will take the, the, the state of anything that I put it in. If I put water into a teacup it's, and freeze it, that water is going to look like a teacup. So that's basically what we're doing. And because spirit is considered the steam, and if you think about steam, it's like particles. It's like steam is is like gas. And then it becomes denser, and that's water, and water is very malleable. And that's what what that's the symbology that we use as creative beings is that we have to be flowing like water. And I teach a lot about martial arts, force versus flow, because understanding that in order to align with something, we can't force something to happen. You know, I have to change the energy form of it and then let it re-manifest into action. And you'll see you'll see different manifestations if you do it through the energy structure. If you try to do it through physical action, you're going to repeat the same loop. Wow, that was such a good description of like just using the ice and the water and the steam made total sense to me. Brian, What? Wh- how did you see that? Is Well, I was thinking about something else. Um, is, is, well, no, it, it, she, she said something that made me, you're going to call it a synchronicity and I'm going to say it's pronounced a coincidence. Um, is, is there any one particular martial art that you would recommend somebody get into? The reason I ask is in Lisa's, uh, light language transmission for me and the translation that came from Didi, it talked about, it talked about you know, my connection with, or, you know, some sort of affinity towards martial art. And it, when mm-hmm. I read that, it made me think, oh, I should get back into that. And then here you are talking about it as a, as a solid foundation. So I'm curious if there's one that you recommend. You know, to me, the idea of martial arts is the basis of understanding the, the chi and focus. So when I'm teaching quantum mechanics, I teach martial arts in the form of focus. So as far as learning a discipline of martial arts, what I would recommend is looking at the different options and seeing which one kind of connects with your personality and which one kind of, you know, kind of aligns with like your interest, because they're all going to teach you the same basis of flow versus force. And it's kind of like when I started speaking light language, I just had to let it flow and let my ego decide whatever the heck was going on and allow everything to flow through me versus trying to stop and start something. Because whenever you start and stop something, it's like if you think about frequencies like a 150 mile an hour Ferrari and it hits a speed bump, it's going to throw the whole thing off. So martial arts teach you teaches you how to go really fast, but not use power, but use flow. So when you're watching martial arts, everything is a flow. It's like very much an art where they're using the energy and the chi of the body to channel energy and at, towards a focal point versus force like a boxing match and force is kind of like power against power and martial arts is really more about flow versus um and connection and and understanding how to manifest we really understand that as quantum beings if we would just focus on something that we would like to create and get into the flow of that and you know move into the rhythm of that like a song then everything is going to flow. Because if you think about all of the people that you're inspired by on the planet, think about it, like your professional athletes, your professional musicians, you know, I I don't care if it's even like a comic, someone who just is really 
really good at what they do, if you notice what you're actually inspired by about them is their flow. They just have a real effortless flow about them where what they're doing looks like the easiest thing in the world for them, but it is like very master level of what they're doing. And so as humans, we're all looking at inspiration, like, wow, look what he can do. And all he's actually doing or all she's doing is she's completely in tune with her own energy field and she's allowing it to flow. Does that make sense? Kind of like you. Oh, <laughs> I, I love my martial arts. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. So I, I actually recorded, you know, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm a young mom. I, I had my first daughter when I was 20. My oldest right now is 24 and 23. And I think being a young mom, I just never really kind of grew up and, and I'm not one of these spiritual teachers that's like, you know, sitting in the lotus position, chanting on a mountain. It's like, I meditate to really hardcore hip hop and I just love all forms of music. And so in my last uh, tour, I recorded three light language songs um, to dance music because I thought, you know, I'll, I'll record light language in a, in a song and I'll lace it with different frequencies that have different intentions and activations within them. But I'll put them with music uh, that that really gets you moving. And because movement and dance really gets and purges old emotional trauma out of the body. And it also puts your body into flow. So uh, we created three songs. We created like a really hardcore dance song. And I created a song called the quantum lullaby that's like designed to kind of soothe you. And it's, it has a little bit of that kind of Enya flow to it, but it has more dance track music because I really want to bridge this world of, science and spirituality with like mainstream, like fun and entertainment. And it's like, I was thinking to myself when I was making this music in New York, I was like, would my daughters listen to this? Like, would my daughters have this on their playlist, you know, at 22 and 24 years old? Like, would this be playing in the club? Would this be playing? Because I mean, I don't want it playing in a yoga class. I want it playing when, you know, you're on the dance floor and you're just letting it all go and you're just totally absorbing everything. And and so far, the songs are on iTunes and they're like literally blowing up. So I'm just so excited that I've been able to do that because light language is not necessarily a mainstream idea. I love that because, you know, if you're going to reach the unawakened, that's yeah. one of the ways that you can reach them. Mm-hmm. And we don't like- need more like regular yoga music in a yoga class. You you need some something different to kind of spark the the... I guess spark the what's the word I'm looking for, but just the I guess that desire mm-hmm. to want to connect. Well, it also to me it's like I I'm I'm always doing fifty different things when I do one thing. So I thought about this music and I thought you know think about your favorite song. You know all the words. People always come to me and say, "Can you teach me how to speak light language?" And I said, "It's actually your first language." And light language is everybody's first language, but we are not ever taught, ever taught to utilize anything other than, you know, what is being regurgitated around us. So I thought if I can produce dance music that really has a good flow and rhythm, then people are going to mouth and start singing along. And then they're going to, by default, remember how to do that because it's just a remembering process. And I've had so many people email me and be like, Oh my God, I've listened to your song so many times. I know all the words, but now I'm speaking light language. And I'm like, exactly. Because 
it is something we all can do. It has a huge level of healing in the language itself. Um, and so I was, you know, trying to do multi different levels of having an impact with music because music to me is the one thing on the planet that brings all worlds together. It brings no matter who you are, what color you are, no matter what religion you are, music is, is their governing force of unity and understanding how the brain works because the brain is both left and right and masculine and feminine. Music is the only thing on the planet that synchronizes the left and right brain together and creates instant flow. So if someone has high levels of anxiety or, you know, they're too analytical, if you get them on regular listening to their favorite playlists, they begin to soften the edges of themselves because they become more balanced within their own identities through music. Because music is really like the soundtrack of our emotions. Well, I just found you on Spotify, oh, so I'm going to be listening to you <laughs> later tonight. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I I just saved all your stuff into my playlist. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we're making five new ones uh, for our Vegas tour, and I'm channeling Mother Africa in that um, I grew up in California, and, you know, my family didn't have any money, and so we lived really close to Compton. Um, so that's like one of my shirts, you know, straight out of Quantum. And I, I went to schools with, you know, a lot of different ethnic people and the music and the vibe and the culture, it really impacted my early years, especially not, you know, being kind of poverty stricken. And I just remembered that being around the diversity of all these different skin colors and people, how when we were together, there was there was no racism, there was none of that. And, and so, you know, then when I moved away from California, and you know, now I live in kind of a, a very, you know, um, a white community, I would say, I guess, for terms, you know, it's like when I travel all over the world, it's like, I really want to bring the music to um, these different areas of the world, but make it so that it's, that it has an impact you know, and, and that it has a connection to the earth. And the reason why it's going to sound so silly, even when I talk about it now, but the reason why I'm channeling mother Africa for this Vegas tour is because, you know, song and celebration and unity is at the basis of most of the earlier African tribes that were the most abundant in communication and, and freedom. And, uh, and, you know, we really kind of lost that. And so bringing that kind of symbolic musical connection of harmony and and bass and drums, but also of stomping. Stomping is really amazing for clearing the root chakra. And there's a lot of root chakra damage on the West Coast of the United States, just because the root is kind of survival, it's childhood, it's money, it's fast, you know. And so we're using a lot of stomp, we're using a lot of like, harmony-based music, a lot of breath work, a lot of like chanting, but we're doing it in kind of this really cool kind of totally old school hip hop vibe. So we're trying to really bridge the gap, you know, and connect with all the different types of masses. That's so good. So your events, how long are Uh, they? They're three days. Um, They are usually Friday to Sunday. And you know what we, what happened, I'll I'll share a quick story. Are we out of time? Are we good? No, no. No, go ahead. So something really hap- weird happened in Thailand. And, you know, I've, I've, been, I've been clearing spaces for a really long time. And what I mean by that is sometimes there's, um, you know, funky energy in spaces and it needs to be cleared. 
and I've been clearing houses and land, um, you know, for years just because I don't know, it just, it's one of the things that I'm drawn to do. And we went to Thailand and we were in this just most beautiful place and just beautiful people. And we went to this beach and it, it was really close to Phuket. And I got on this beach and I, I just started feeling really off. And I just started feeling really sad and just this like grief washed over me. And I was like, I love the beach. What's going on? You know, you know, 17 or 27 hour flight. I thought, oh, I'm jet lagged, you know. So we go back to the resort and I ask uh, the owner of the resort. I'm like, just felt off down at that beach. Like, but, you know, just, oh, she goes, oh, that beach. She goes, oh, yeah, that was the, where the 2004 tsunami was. And she's like, killed all those people and it devastated our community and it messed up the financial situation down here. And it was, it was really a mess. She's like, it's only been a few years since, you know, things started moving slowly or smoothly again over there. And I just kind of looked at my team. There was 11 of us who went to, to Phuket and I said, you guys, we got to go clear this beach. And they were like, really? And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's our obligation. If, if, you know, if I can feel it, I can heal it. So took a bunch of different sound healers and light language teachers. And we, we met up with a local um, Thai healer. She's a beautiful Buddhist woman. And we asked her if she would come and translate some of the, the energy for us. And, and we went down to the beach and we actually have this documentary recorded. It's on my, um, it's on my Facebook community page and it's really unedited. It's super raw. It's a completely emotional. I don't think you'll get through it without crying. But we went down there and um, we just decided to like intuitively uh, clear the space. And, you know, we asked we asked the Thai um, gal, we, you know, asked her if she would uh, ask the people there if it was if we had permission to be on their land and to clear the space. And they were like, absolutely. So, you know, she read a prayer from her book and we literally stood in a line. There was 11 of us and we just you know, opened our hearts to what had happened there. And we let the energy move through our bodies. And like, it was crazy. If you watch the footage, we all began to like sob hysterically at the same exact time. And it lasted for like maybe 20 minutes. And we were feeling like all of the scared parents that couldn't find their kids. We were feeling that the people who have debt that, that had died, we were feeling all of the people's shops that had been lost, their whole futures had been lost, you know, the devastation of things. And we just really just sat there and like let everything channel through us. And it was amazing because this, this giant beetle just fl was flying around us and landed on Darius, who is one of our team members, landed on his hand. He was holding my hand and a beetle symbolizes uh, resurrection and clearing. And this beetle landed on us. And in that moment, Darius just, he just completely released and began to sob. And, and then within like three minutes, this really unusual thing happened. All of us just immediately felt better. And we started smiling and laughing. And then we just got this idea that we should play and we should celebrate. And within two minutes of completing that healing, the power in about 20 mile radius went out for seven hours. The whole entire town of energy went, I mean, it was literally like two, we were just walking up from the beach and all the lights went out. So that forced everybody to come outside. It was a beautiful day. So all the store owners just went down to the beach and they were all playing in the beach. And we were just looking at each other and we were like, this is so symbolic of what this town needs is they need play and they need to turn the lights off and come outside and see how beautiful their place is. And anyways, that's the footage that we got 
So we decided that because we're going to be in Vegas, you know, there was a horrible Mandalay Bay shooting um, yet like a year or two ago. And it was at Mandalay Bay and it was just like, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theory around it, but whatever, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people were hurt. So we decided that every time we do a tour, we're going to pick a different, we're going to take pick a different um, area of the tour that has either a genocide or a healing that needs to happen or a devastation or a shooting. And we're going to travel as a unit and, and just do this. And so we've decided this is going to sound crazy, but in 2020, we're actually going to go to the concentration camps in Germany since we're going to the UK. And we are literally going to take as many people as we can and, and bring peace back to that energy, that, that space. Because if you understand emotional trauma in the body, Planet Earth has emotional trauma sitting on her in a collective state. And emotion is energy in motion. So if, if emotion can't move, it sticks, which means that in certain locations on the planet where there's been genocides and great destruction, energy can't move there. So if we're trying to create evolution and awakening in certain areas on the planet, that, that energy is not going to move unless we move it. And so that's one of our ways to give back to Mother Earth. And it may sound crazy and out there, but it's just kind of something that happened. And, and we just thought, you know, what, we're going to add it to the end of every tour and whoever goes with us for the event, even though it's a very personal integration, if they want to hang back and and, you know, do the healing with us at the end, we will be there for sure. It doesn't sound crazy at all. It sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. Matter of fact, when, when President Trump was elected, I went and cleared Valley Forge. <laughs> I'm like, okay, clear the first presidency. Let's clear the trauma out. <laughs> I think oh. it's, it's, it's so... It's so symbolic of, um, you know, when I think about what we're all here to do on the planet, just being in a corporeal body, you know, incarnating here on this planet is to use our vessel to Mm -hmm. do exactly what you're doing to help um, move the energy, bring in energy, clear energy. It's part of why we're here. It's part of the gift of being in a human body. Well, and it's also the gift of being an empath. You know, we, we look at being an empath as such a, a painful thing because we can feel so much. But to me, I look at it as a superpower. And I think to myself, if I can feel what someone else is feeling, then I have a lot of, to, that I can contribute to that. I don't need to absorb that and lower my vibration and get all weak and turn into a victim because I can feel someone else's pain. I'm going to look at that and say, I can be a conduit for you. And I can hold space for you and I can open up the flow for you. So what you can't process, you can use me to process because I don't have any attachment to your pain, which is what makes the empath the beautiful superhero. So I always teach my students to, you know, don't be victimized by your level of sensitivity. It's it's a very powerful gift. And when you sync up your brain waves and you sync up your your chakra system with your empathy you literally become a force of nature that can heal anything at any time. And that's what we need to remember about ourselves. That's a great way to look at it. You are spiritual money. <laughs> that is the best compliment I've ever had. <laughs> I think the last time you were on, I asked Brian, because he had just joined the show right at, at that time, I think. And I said, boy, you, you really didn't have much to say to Jessica. 
And what did you tell me? Gosh, I don't remember. You <laughs> I don't either. Like that. He just said something to the effect of, well, she was just so damn smart. I had, <laughs> I couldn't say there was nothing I could say. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny to be called smart because I grew up with like four different learning disabilities, dyslexia. Um, you know, I had that weird anxiety during test taking and, you know, I just, public school is really, really rough for me because I just, um, you know, again, I was so sensitive, but I didn't know I was sensitive because nobody taught me about that. And really, there was no room in my family for that. So I just felt always, I mean, I, I really did feel slow and I felt stupid. And it was just because I wasn't being taught the way I needed to learn, you know. So then when I actually got out of school is actually when I really started to learn because I could do it at in my way and break down information in a different context versus the kind of structurized, you know, way that they do it to basically turn you into a professional test taker. You know, my daughter told me she's pretty damn enlightened herself. She, she graduated high school with a 4.0 and she said, mom, I have a 4.0. I don't know how to do anything. I basically went from a test score to a credit score and I don't know who I am. I can't change a tire. I can't change my oil. I don't know how to manage a checkbook. I don't know how to write a resume. I, I, I just laughed with her and I was like, exactly, you know, because it's like she's she was really good at learning how to take tests. And that's what she chose to do. And I mean, obviously, those were my younger kids. The the um, the younger ones went to the old, the younger ones have gone to different types of schools. But, um, you know, that was when I that was when we did the public school thing. And it was just an interesting awareness from her because she, she basically was like, I, I have nothing to report. I have nothing. I have gained nothing from my 12 years of indoctrination. So, yeah. But when I learned, when I just decided that, okay, well, maybe my brain just learns differently. And if I turn things backwards, maybe if I just look at things backwards and then that's when I really, really loved looking at science because with science, there was a lot of time to research things. It wasn't like, this is, this is what this means and take it as truth. With science, you can actually experiment and you can test things. And to me, we, we create new belief systems when we have physical proof of observation and practice. So when you practice something is how you learn something. And that's why I've never taught anything that I haven't mastered first. So I'm not just one of those philosophers that knows a lot of spiritual jargon. I've literally said, okay, let's take manifestation and let's see if I can prove the theories. Let's take healing powers in the body and let me see if I can prove that it works before I start blabbing my mouth as this is truth. And that's what I love about looking at everything. I believe we're all scientists and if we look at everything as experiments and not failures and experience, then we never have to be too hard on ourselves when we're trying to learn. It's that that's definitely that's definitely true. I'm like so immersed in everything you're saying that I'm just like I feel like I'm floating along like the 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 wind. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, wait, I'm I'm a host on this show. I actually have to speak. <laughs> 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 
Oh, wow. This has been such a great show. Jessica, thank you for all of your wisdom and insight. And if our audience, if anyone's interested in joining you on any of these um, three-day workshops that you're doing, is there still like availability in the future ones for people to sign oh, yeah. up or? We will be taking, I mean, we'll be taking walk-ins on the day of our Vegas tour. How you can find tour information is just the quantum revolution tour.com. It's just our website. Um, and if you're interested in just, you know, hanging out with me and my community on Facebook, that's the quantum revolution community page on Facebook. Um, obviously you can find me jessicaalstrom.com, which is just kind of like my basic information, my bio, I've got, you know, loads of videos, loads of archive teachings on there, downloads. Um, and, and really, you know, I, I like to teach on Facebook just because it seems like that's uh, one community that internationally 24 hours a day, you know, we can connect. So we, we do a lot of our uh, classroom modules, like in, you know, private classes on Facebook. So it's really user-friendly, easy to find. And um, that's the way you can find us on Facebook. And really, you know, if you're interested in just learning more about me, the best way is to just go on YouTube, Jessica Alstrom, Transcendence Wellness Centers, Quantum Revolution. You'll find, like, I think I've got 400 videos where I'm just blabbing about God knows what. Anything from parallel realities to twin flame relationships to healing yourself to manifestation. And, um, you know, that's a good way for you to kind of dive in if you if you were interested in anything we said today. But we're always we're always loving anybody that's wanting to jump in um, and, you know, join us on the tours. It is a three day event that we're having in Vegas and um, it's going to be off the hook. So I'm very excited about it. It's the 22nd through the 24th. And it's right when Mercury goes retrograde on the 22nd. So it's going to be insane energy. So it's going to be crazy. We are literally going into the hotel. It's going to be at the Red Rock Casino Hotel. It's a beautiful hotel. We picked a, we picked the hotel because it was a little bit off the strip. And it's butts up right against the Red Rocks. And we're going to use the Red Rocks as a conductor to bounce the frequencies off of of the um, the work that we're doing. So we always try to use Mother Nature as a frequency conductor. In Miami, you, we, we use the crystalline sand. And so in Vegas, we'll use the Red Rocks. So we chose the Red Rock Ho- Hotel and Casino. And so, I mean, it's going to be some pretty amazing energy. We're going a couple days earlier to kind of clean out the hotel vibes. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, if you guys want to come, I can hook you up. So, you know, let me know and we can work out something because I'd love to, I'd love you guys to be part of that party. Oh, that sounds amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And to our listeners, go check out all of Jessica's stuff and also uh, put some of her videos in your breadcrumb playlist because (laughs) it's really helpful when you're down in the dumps and you're feeling like you've lost all of your like, real connection. Thank you all for joining our show today. We appreciate you tuning in and supporting us. If any of you have any questions you would like answered on the show or any guests that you would like to see us have on our show, please email that information to us at info at enlightenup.us. And please follow us on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you haven't checked out Nicole's channel on YouTube yet, head on over there for more insight from her or visit her website, inflexibleme.com, where you can book a personal coaching session or a tarot reading. 
You can watch some of her most informative videos or you can sign up for her newsletter. And if you're interested in some light language healing, head to my YouTube channel, Lisa Loves Love, or send me an email to lisa at lisaloveslove.com to inquire about your own personal reading. Thank you again for joining us and supporting us, and we will be back with you all next week. Mm